Hello, welcome back everybody. Brand new episode of Outside the Huddle. It's Andy alongside James this evening. James, it's back. Guess who's back, back, back. Yeah, bring it on. Who wants college football anyway? <laughs> All 75 months of the off-season have almost, <laughs> almost passed. Um, feels good. Are you, are you fitting well? You're ready for two shows a week and all that? Well, fitting well does not go, it definitely doesn't go with my name. Um, yeah, definitely up for it. I'm looking forward to having, well, the fact we was already talking about predictions, I don't think we're going to get into that, obviously, but just already the juices are flowing. Yeah, man. It is good wait for us to get bashed. <laughs> it's, um, it is the longest ever time, isn't it, the off-season? Although there is stuff out there and we've, you know, we've filled the weeks and we've talked to some really good people. Um, it's just, it's, there's just nothing like it. There really isn't. Um, to be honest, Andy, I'm sure people who agree they have actually listened to us in the off-season, but I think probably we gave more substance in the off-season when nothing was going yeah. on because we had great guests. Yeah. <laughs> now they have to listen to us, just make it all up. <laughs> Winging it. This is very true. Uh, yeah, we've got a good, we've got a good, hopefully a fun show lined up tonight. Um, but just quickly, um, and I won't labour on this too long. Uh, I just want to take a couple of minutes to address something um, on a serious note. So there'll be a lot of people, I'm sure, are aware of some uh, issues that came to light a few weeks ago concerning some of Paul's involvement in uh, fantasy leagues and other similar sort of NFL competitions. Uh, you might have seen the statement Paul put out today, issued a statement online, and we're kind of mindful that we haven't really addressed anything yet, but, you know, there are reasons behind that. Um, so I just want to quickly do that tonight and ask a bit of a favour of people, if possible. <coughs> um, so like a lot of other people, we don't know a huge amount at this stage about the, the details behind what's going on. Um we do understand that people are frustrated, absolutely, and we get the need for answers. Um, and we also appreciate that it's tempting to reach out to, you know, our, our page and our socials because of that connection and try and try and get some information. Um, and we're just kind of politely asking that people don't do that uh, from this point. Um, you know, we, we've tried to answer the questions where we could that have been put to us. Um, we've we've been as upfront and honest as we can. Um, <clears throat> Paul said earlier today that what what he said, and we just kind of want to echo that the the whole situation is not connected to what we do um, at outside the huddle in any way. Um, and finally, just just I just want to add, and James, we we'll come to you. Um, just that people people are out there trying to help Paul resolve the situation as well. Um, so please just follow the advice you've been given um, in terms of getting a resolution if you can. And please do refrain from contacting his friends and family. Um, you know, regardless of what's going on, that's that's not OK. It's not a route we want to see people go down. So, uh, James, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lot. It's not a lot we can really say. Um, obviously, anyone who's affected... Unfortunately, you've got to rely and trust on Paul and any any issues you need to try and contact him. And there is other people that are helping him out. I think he put on their avenues for other people you need to contact. So all I can say is, is yeah, please go down them routes. Obviously, we're happy to help. If you've got any, no problems messaging us if you want some advice, but there isn't anything we can really offer you. Um, we've tried to be fair to the situation, um, but we understand the frustrations as well. So I think Andy pretty much summed it up. All I can say is hopefully this gets resolved pretty soon. Um, we've been told it should be hopefully but any issues you need to go via Paul 
like Andy said, none of these have been arranged from our point of view. I mean, we haven't really even been involved. I mean, I haven't even been involved in it. I was in the pick six league, but that's about it. Um, but, you know, like I say, understand all the frustrations. No problem if you want to message us, but, you know, please just contact Paul if you have any issues, basically. Yeah. Yeah, well said, mate. Um, yeah, so moving on to tonight's episode. This is all really about looking ahead to week one, um, which is just around the corner. And kind of focusing on the prediction side of, of what we did last season. We had a we always had a weekly episode and we're gonna keep that up this year with a slight twist. Um last year we had the pod off competition, which was which was a lot of fun. Easy win, James, ultimately. <laughs> um, we're not bothering to defend our title. No, we can't no. Why would we? Win, you know, one and done. Why as uh, Jay out the in between us would say, completed it. Completed that. Um so this time we're going to kind of really we're just going to put the onus on other people um and we're going to organize it so that each week we have a guest on and that guest not only gets to go up against us but they also get to go up against other guests weekly scores and at the end of the season we'll we'll have a prize of some description we'll come up with something um i thought about this today i was like in the event that you know people score the same amount of points, which is probably going to happen. We'll come up with some kind of, you know, post-season knockout thing. Um, you know, never never let it be said we're not about the details, James. Uh, I do love how we're finally actually talking about it now. <laughs> yeah, on the night. Um, so, yeah, we're time to introduce today's guest and get stuck into a bit of chit-chat. Uh, we're joined by, I don't know, what I like to, I'd like to call him a good friend of the show. Uh, it's been he's been listening to us hopefully for a while, or he tells us he has. And you know, we are open to everybody, James. We've turned over a new leaf because we've even had a Dolphins fan on the show. Uh, Dave Camfield's with us tonight. Dave, how are you doing? Evening, guys. Yeah, I'm good. How are you two? Yeah, Very good, yeah. thank you. I See, think we can try and balance out the Dolphin. Not oh. yeah, the, the love, the thing we put out there and ruin the Dolphins. It's time for you to give it all the love tonight. I've got a lot of work to do after listening to your show for a bit. <laughs> yeah. really we, we, we can always be swayed. We're, we're very open on this show. Um, and, and to be fair, let's put you on the spot, as we always do with our guests. Just tell us a little bit, Dave, about how you got into the NFL, kind of how long you've been watching, that sort of thing. Um, I think it started few or did few years ago now I used to go to the um Wembley matches um like before I knew anything and that was probably about seven eight years ago and I probably did that for about two three years and then kind of started peaking up my interest a bit from there um and then for the last kind of four or five years it's really picked up and then last probably this is probably my third or fourth year of taking it pretty seriously so it's just kind of slowly ramped up over about eight or nine years something like that so the most important thing is how did the Dolphins happen? How did you get to choose the Dolphins coming? I'm not really sure. There's not actually there's not actually one particular reason. I think it's just lots of little things. I did see them. They were one of the games I went to at Wembley, um, even though I'm pretty sure there's a shutout versus the Saints, like 32 nil or something. So I'm not sure <laughs> how that helped. Um, that sealed the deal, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't really know. Just kind of, I must have just thought about them and then it just kind of kicked on from there. <clears throat> I don't know. I think the Dolphins fan, like Dolphins, are a massively well-supported team over here, aren't they? One of the top five. So I remember 
they just seemed to be very prominent when I was a kid, when I was kind of trying to work out what was going on. But back in the I'm 70s. Still, still trying to do that now, to be fair. <laughs> I think they're one of the teams where if you even if you don't follow NFL, they're probably one of the more heard of just generally. So I probably already had them in the back of my mind when I was thinking about it anyway. Um, it come, obviously, come Miami's back. a cool player. I went there once for a few days as well. It comes back to the 80s again, doesn't it? Because, you know, you've got your Chicago Bears. Most of the 80s was the Chicago Bears fans over here. That's why there's so many of them. The Dolphins, you know, back then as well, they actually were good. That's how long ago it was. Um, but, yeah, obviously, because of that, that's because, you know, for me, the Dolphins and the Patriots are two teams I've probably heard of before I've really got into it. And I have to say, merchandise-wise, the Dolphins are up there. It's definitely top three. So I'll give the Dolphins that. Yeah, I, I would yeah, agree. Yeah. Turn yeah. I know, I know this bloke who's uh, produced some very nice Dolphins-related merch <laughs> in the last couple of days. He's he's a good guy. Dave will model it for us when it arrives. In you know, shameless plug. Um, so yeah, this episode is <laughs> mostly about predictions, and we, we will get to that. But the season starts early hours of Friday for us. Uh, we all know who's playing as well. Uh, so we've got to have a little bit of a look at that curtain raiser. And just for context to people who are listening, it's not there now, but James is sat in his, wherever he's sat, in his man cave. He's got his books jersey on. He's got his books cap on. And he's got a big screen behind him. And he's just showing continuous books highlights on repeat, which is a treat for the eyes. It really is. We've already seen a it Super Bowl win. <laughs> this is game four. This is that Saints team that blew you out, remember? <laughs> yeah, and I'm treating the lads to up. They did. They did, but it didn't matter. <laughs> I feel a bit like I've been lied to, really, because I remember saying that James wasn't allowed to celebrate last season any longer, but... I wasn't saying anything, Andy. You thought it out. Yeah, fair enough. I walked into it. But so in terms of that game, Cowboys, early hours of Friday, mentioned a couple of weeks ago that your pre-season has not been ideal. It's not been great. So generally, how are you feeling going into that fixture? Um, I mean, in the most part, we know pre-season means absolutely nothing. So that's fortunate. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't read too much into it. I don't think Dallas are going into it particularly great, um, but yeah, I, for me, I think we'll, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be ready. <laughs> the last preseason game was there was a lot more positives in it, to be fair. Um, but I just expect us to be going out there. I think Brady and Co. would just probably been saving it. And that's all I can hope for, anyway. If not, then we could be completely blown away. Um, but there's a lot of concerns for the, the Cowboys. Obviously, I think their um, centre's been put on COVID list now, so. There's question marks there. We've lost our safety, Jordan Whitehead, so he's he's out. But generally, I feel fairly confident, I guess. As confident as I can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no getting away from it, is there? Dak, Dak's looking at sort of 11, 11 months since he sort of saw a competitive snap. And the, the last group of people he probably wants to see in this this game is 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 your lads coming at him. So he would really do without that. Um, yeah. I agree. I was going to ask you, actually. Obviously, you mentioned COVID as well. It's already having a, an impact before the season's even started. I mean, I don't want to drag you, you both into a really in-depth political 
nuanced debate, but this is going to be, it's going to wreak havoc, isn't it, all season, surely? Yeah, I mean, obviously they've got an option now which could probably save some teams with having the jab, but obviously that's so divisive at the same time because, I mean, the Bucks. I don't know who the other team is, two teams, isn't there, that have had 100% and the Bucks are one of them. So, you know, when um, Ndomokan Sue went down last week or whatever it was, naturally we only lost him. We didn't lose anyone around him. So if teams aren't going to be getting at least 90-plus percent, they're definitely open to some issues. So unfortunately, though, there's going to be – I think everyone's like, oh, it's fine – we're going to get through the season. A couple of people might miss, but I think there's going to be an outbreak or two at least in the season. And I think we're going to see some disappointing games being moved and cancelled. It's inevitable. It's still out there. It still exists, even with the jab. So, I mean, we all know, we said it before, everyone's open to their choice. We've got no problem with that. But obviously there is something out there that gives you some sort of protection, at least from getting really ill. So it makes sense for them to have the jab. But obviously that hasn't, not every player's done it. So... Yeah, I think I saw after the roster cuts that Jab was about 93% across the league, mm. which is pretty pretty decent. So hopefully most of the situations will just be like this. A team might be without one or two players for a week and it'll just be like any other injury. Mm. And we can keep kind of the, the prop outbreaks to a minimum. But yeah, I guess we've got no idea, to be fair. Yeah. So 93% means someone out there is bringing it down somewhere. I just don't. No idea who that is. <laughs> well, I think the Vikings are one of the lowest, aren't they? Yeah, the lowest at one point. That's it's quite it's mad, shambolic. Yeah. Um, we're going down the other route. We can either get your jab or you can live in your plastic box. So we gave people the choice. Um, yeah, it's just a re- I, I already asked because I, I was listening to a different podcast um, on the way to work today and they were having this in-depth debate about, yeah, it was to do with football. Um, but same principles apply and whether players and kind of where the responsibility lies and whether that your responsibility to the team and to the cause of winning games and how that marries up with your personal choices. And it's really, I mean, it's just a debate that you can't, you probably can't ever find an answer to. I mean, I mean personally, it's frustrating because I'm, I've, I've had my two vaccines and I know you know a lot of people have and a lot of people are swearing by it. If someone's not sure about the jab and they don't want to have it, I don't really have a major opinion about it. It's like there's a lot of information that tells you one thing, but if you don't want to believe that, that's or you know, you've read other things and that's, that's definitely personal preference. And I know there's obviously, I don't really know if I want to bring religion into it, but I'm sure there's a, an undertone of that as well. And, you know, if people really believe in certain things, then it's hard to then pin it on them just because they play the NFL. You know, people in life are making decisions decisions they're human beings so i do think so it's getting scrutinized i think people should you know if i was a player going to get millions of pounds i probably would lean towards doing what would probably help secure my job but at the same time they shouldn't own you if that makes sense just because it's a job you wouldn't you know in the workplace in the general every day if someone puts something on you and said you have to do this more often than not you'd be like no i don't have to do that though, do i so i certainly don't hold it against them but I think it's one of those you just got to keep neutral either way. Personally, if you had the jab, great. Maybe tell them everyone you've had it. And if you haven't had the jab, fine. You can mention it, but don't do a Cole Beasley, basically. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't do anything like Cole Beasley. COVID aside, just don't don't be like Cole. Um, flipping back to that opening fixture, Dave. Any thoughts on how it's going to go? On which one, sir? Any thoughts on just how you see the game panning out? Oh, the open one. Um, yeah, obviously, I think the Bucks will be favourites. I do think Dallas might might give it a go. I think it could be quite a high-scoring match, hopefully. Quite entertaining. Um, yeah, I think 
maybe Dallas have a chance, but obviously not the Bucks' favourites. But I'm just hoping for, for a good match to open the season, really. Yeah, absolutely. If you fancy a fast start, James, I think they'll... Your, your offence is like, you know, you, we all everyone knows you've kept everyone together. And that offence is, if they get going, it's going to be... It's going to be good to watch again. It is. But to be fair, that, if there's one offence that's probably up there with the Bucks, it's got to be the Cowboys, really. I mean, Zeke Elliott's still a question mark, but it depends. I think it's more the line. that Two years ago, Zeke Elliott was running all over the place. He had one of the greatest lines, let's face it. It was top five for the years, for the early first three years of his career. The last year, or even two, they've not been, they've been well below average. And obviously, we saw what happened to that last year when they couldn't protect him. So... I don't know if I feel like they've addressed it particularly. I, I, at the same time, it's one of those I've not really looked into it that much. But with them now losing a, their, one of their key players, it does set it up to potentially mean that Dak's going to be under pressure again. And that's the problem. His last game, he got severely injured. And if we're getting pressure to him, I wouldn't want to be him personally. You've just got to be thinking the worst, haven't you? So I think because of that, I feel like we will probably contain him early on and hopefully do enough to get a bit of a lead and we'll probably come away with the win. But... If they ends up being a shootout, it's just as much chance Dallas have got no pressure on them. That's the end of the day with a Super Bowl champions. Dallas people like, and obviously everyone overrates them generally, but they're not expected to do anything. So it should be a really entertaining game. I just hope our defence carries on the way it finished, basically. Yeah, very true. It's But you are, you know, this year you're the team that everybody wants to slap down as well. Something new. Yeah. Something new and for then, you. Yeah, and... I don't know if I like it. I like being the underdog. <laughs> you know, because I know at times last year, you know, because of Brady, people thought, oh, you know, it's the Bucks when they got Brady. But we shouldn't have been winning the Super Bowl given everything that we went through with Brady, the pandemic. We, even though we had a great team, we can't just put loads of new players with no preseason. So the fact they did what they did last year is incredible. But this was the year for me. So, but it now it's different. You're going into the season last year, is hopeful. A lot of the younger players were hoping to do well. Never won a game, never won like a playoff game and everything else. This year, now everyone's like wanting us to lose. So it's going to be interesting to see how, maybe not necessarily Mike Evans, but your Chris Godwins and the original Bucks players who have now got to deal with that different level. But they've got the players and coaching around them that they should be fine. We'll see. And, you know, they've got a quarterback at the helm whose people have been rooting against for the last 500 years. So <laughs> you'll be yeah. fine. Uh, so in terms of the predictions for this week, it's the same as we did last season in terms of we picked six games off the slate. Uh, yes, we look to pick the games which on paper look the closest. Um, and I'm going to get in early with the defence of all of us here, but especially Dave, because he's the one that might win a prize at the end of it. The early weeks are obviously going to be toughest because really we don't know how good or how crap a lot of teams are going to be. So... Um, unfortunately, Dave, you're you're a popular choice for week one, but you are, you know, baptism of fire and all that. So, <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> first game we've picked on the weekend slate is Philadelphia Eagles at the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm, who wants to go first? Uh, Dave, do you want to go first or do you want to wait until last? Because yours is really important, where ours isn't. <laughs> I, I think we're going to go last. The guests should go last because I think that's what we're all here for, really. Uh, I'll go first, um, okay. just to get it out of the way. So, I 
I have to think we've got Eagles fans that listen to us. Um, I like Jalen Hurts. That's it. Um, yeah, so if I've, if I've got to say anything, I think the two defences, I really have no... I just have no feel for them, but I feel like I'm going to treat the Falcons like I have for the last three years where I just think they're terrible. Because until they prove otherwise... How can I? How can I be like? I can't keep getting fooled by it. So I think they're going to be, a, you know, a bottom ten, probably bottom five defense. And I think, unfortunately, the Eagles aren't in any better position. So high scoring, whatever. I don't know what the total numbers are, but I'm probably betting over. Um, because let's face it, the Falcons' offense is great. It's got, you know, it's got the receivers, it's got a tight end. I'm expecting you've got Matt Ryan, who's an experienced guy. I feel like Matt Ryan's going to have one last hurrah, and this might be it this year. And with the guys he's got, I think. You know, he's going to have a good good year, and I think it's going to start against the Eagles. But, you know, he's got a great chance there with Pitts and all the rest of it. So I do think it's going to be high scoring. I don't think they're going to run away with it, but I do think the Falcons win this game. Mm, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm on pretty similar lines. I mean, we are in agreement. We've talked about it in the build-up that these are two teams who we see as probably going to struggle um, more than not. Our MO hasn't it? It's always been when you're in these positions, you go with you go with a better offense, and for me, that that is Atlanta. Pitts, I'm not so sure about. Um, I read a couple of things to say. He's, you know, he's he's featured next to nothing in preseason. They have their reasons for that, I'm sure, and we don't know what he's doing in in training. He might be balling out in camp, and he might feature from the off. But even still, I think with Ryan there and Ridley, and I think Gage is. He's going to have a big season as well. They've got enough, so I've got Falcons to win as well. Dave? Yeah, I'm going to make it a clean sweep. I just had a look then. The um, the total match points under over is 48, so that's probably going to be the first one I might accumulate on Sunday for the over for that. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Better sensibly, you know, with that responsibility. But yeah, for me, that's definitely something I'll be looking at. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what you said. Um, I'll take the Falcons. The handicaps, Eagles plus three, which I think is probably a more difficult decision because it could be a close match. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I'll take the Falcons as well. What a nice, friendly start. Second game. Oh, people listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, second game on the slate, really interesting on this, I think. Uh, Washington football team at the Chargers. <sighs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> go on then, James. So, oh, it's like Herbert Eckler, Keenan Allen versus Fitz, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, and then both defenses are decent. I, this is a tough one for me. I'm leaning one way just simply because there's one. Obviously, Washington had a fantastic year last year. They overachieved, if anything, but you could see where they're going. That defense had quite a few young faces as well as experience, and they look good. And I. I think they carry on being good straight away. The Chargers also have like Derwin James back, which is, excites me. Hopefully he stays fit. Um, they've got enough pieces to be a good defence, but I feel like, once again, a bit like the Falcons, the Chargers' defence is, is better than the Falcons, but it's average at best. And everyone keeps saying, oh, this is the year the, fact they, the Chargers end up being really good on defence. So I want to believe it, but until I see it, I think they're, they're going to be good. But I do think Washington is a step above it on defence. Offence, I'll probably obviously lean towards Chargers. But because they've got new head coaches, head coach and everyone else, I'm going to go with Washington to win the game in a really good game as well. OK, here we go. Um, I struggle with this one because I tipped Washington up 
<clears throat> as one of like a dark horse, so did a lot of people. But I also think the Chargers are going to be really good to watch, certainly offensively, with with everything they've got going for them. Herbert, you know what we think about Herbert on the show, legit. Um, but I, I love that Washington defense, but I'm just basing it on the fact that maybe they take a little bit of time to get warmed up. Um, definitely on the offense. So I think the Chargers. I'm take the Chargers to pip this one. Yeah, I am also going to go Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very tough choice, and this is possibly the hardest one. Um, my issue is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's become a bit overrated by people. Um, I think they felt sorry for how he was treated by us last year. I think they think he might be a bit better than he is. Um, I just think he'll he'll make mistakes. The Chargers' defense is awesome. Um, well, it's not awesome, but they've got some at least very good parts to it, and we'll see how the rest is. Got, I like their new coach, Staley, and he's a very defensive-minded coach, so I think he'll help as well. Um, Chargers have got good weapons. As far as I know, they're all healthy, so Alan Eckler, Herbert, Mike Williams. Yeah, this was a tough one, but I'm going to go Chargers. <laughs> Having a coughing fit. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll let the Fitzpatrick comments go, James. I was new just going to say... New season and all that. Just going to say, has Carrie just dropped off the recording? <laughs> <laughs> Get him off. <laughs> I think it's absolutely fair, though. I think I was struggling to pick this, and I, and I think I went against myself because I, Fitzpatrick was the reason why I was going to go to Chargers. But I think he's got in him to have one random game. This will be it. <laughs> Who knows? It is a bit of a... And this, this is the one game I probably would want to watch, to be fair. That should be good. The thing is, everyone says, like, is he going to be Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic per match? I think each match he'll be a bit of both. Yeah. And I think the good teams he's against will be able to capitalise on that enough. But I also think Washington probably have top three defence in the whole league, so the Chargers will have to ball out to beat them. But, yeah, still giving them the edge. Yes. The next one, uh, this was big game. I think it's one of the Sky games, isn't it? Bills at the Steelers. It was actually the, probably the quickest result I settled on. But, uh, James, where are you at with this? I'm struggling with it. But I think I had it that it was in Pittsburgh, and it's not, is it? It's in Buffalo. So that's now made it a lot easier for me. Oh, I, thought, uh, I thought it was Bills at the Steelers. Oh, it is in Buffalo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think a I couple of them was one that was a test or something. <laughs> yeah, now now I've looked at it, I think where we copy and pasted it, I think it's the other way around. But um, yeah, so now I know that it's a Buffalo, I have made decision a bit easier. So I'm going to go with Buffalo. There you go. I, I'd already made that decision thinking it wasn't there. So um, I I don't feel good yet about the Steelers' ability to put points up. Because, you know, we saw Ben last season at times was kind of just a shadow of a man limping around. They're always going to be very, they're always going to be stout defensively. They always have been, but they've lost some parts there. And I, the Bills have just got so much going for them. I think it'll be quite a comfortable win, to be honest. Dave? I am going to, I'm going to go Steelers. Oh, it's a, it's a brave shout, but I'm going to give Ben the benefit of the doubt that he was slightly injured throughout last year and that he'll be 
at least a bit better now. I think adding Najee Harris is huge. Mm-hmm. We'll spread the field out. We'll give him another option, Ben, so he doesn't have to throw 400 times a game like he did last year. <laughs> and give his receivers a bit more space. Hopefully his receivers will catch the ball. Um, partially, this is just wishful thinking as a Dolphins fan. Um, don't get me wrong, I do think the Bills will win the division, but obviously I want them to lose every game. Um, and there's just a very small part of me that hopes that last year was a slight one-off and that Allen massively peaked and everything went his way and actually he's not he's not quite that good. Um, I should argue that they don't have... Zach Moss should be a running back, but they don't have a great running game other than Josh himself. But they've just given him that contract, so they're going to stop him running as much. They've only got Diggs, really. He's a great, admittedly a great receiver, but then it's Cole Beasley and Manuel Sanders, who are fine, but not special. I don't know. I'm talking. Mys- I'm trying to talk myself into it. I know it's, uh, it's a very <laughs> The more you're talking, the more you're actually making you feel better. better about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I, trying to talk myself into it, but let's do it. It's a valid point. I, I do think, especially early on, I do think you're going to see Big Ben look a bit better. But I think as the season drags on, is he not because he's going to he's old and all that? But I just think they're going to scheme a few things up. People are not going to be sure about. Give it week five, week six. I think we'll be similar to last year where we're like, well, they can't do anything. But Najee Harris adds something that they didn't have last year, and that could be huge. But they've also lost so much on that offensive line that I'm not even sure what's going on with it. So I think you've you raised some points, but I, I was in two minds. I think Big Ben will come out and surprise people, and I think Harris will establish a bit of a run, but I'm still not trusting that line enough, I don't think. But I do agree. I think we've mentioned it on the pod before. I think Josh Allen peaked. That was I would be surprised if he can do any better than that or even the same level. And if he does, he's one of the best of all time. So I think there will be a step back and it's just whether anyone else steps up with it. Zach Moss, I think, is the... Do you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if we sit here in six, seven weeks' time and go, no one saw Zach Moss coming because everyone is just shot him down as if he was terrible last year. But they don't run the ball a lot. They wasn't overly efficient anyway. And he's now a year further in that sort of progression. He was always a later round pick. I'm hoping he takes that leap. I know I might be on my own island on that, but I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up doing all right. But yeah, I just think the Bills are overpowering. But it's definitely a fair shout. I wouldn't be shocked. The Steelers are great. They know how to win games. So this is another one to watch for me. Very good. This one, we had to put the Cardinals in there, didn't we? We had to. Uh, Titans, I could be wrong. Maybe I've got the, the way around wrong. Titans at the Cardinals, my take on it. No, you've got it the wrong way around. I know what's happening. You've got like the English version. Did you know what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. We've got like the English version, so it shows it as if the home team's at home. Uh, well, regardless, it doesn't change my prediction anyway, but carry on. <laughs> well, I'm not, I might disappoint you, Andy. You know how I feel about the Cardinals, but I think a bit like I just said about Big Ben, early on, certain teams are going to scheme things up and you're not 100% sure what they're going to do. And I just fancy the Cardinals are going to have, they've got so much up their sleeve that they're going to come out and put points up. And that Titans defence probably should improve from last year. Um, but I'm just not overly confident it will be until I see it. So similar to what I said before, really, I just think the Cardinals have got far too much on offence. They have improved on defence. I think they get the win on this one. Wow. I, I think... Mm, I think this... A lot of what you've said there, for those reasons, this will be the high-scoring game of the week. Um, we talked, at, we've talked at length in the past about how the Titans' defense is the one thing that might stop them making a real kind of leap forward because they've got so much going for them. Um, 
I just think that offense could put up some crazy numbers this year if it clicks. Uh, I, I love watching them. So it's high scoring one, and I go with the Titans while I work out what's going on with Cardinals. Dave? Yeah, this was another tough one, but I am going to go with James. I agreed with pretty much everything he said. Don't trust the Titans' defence at all. Obviously, they're stacked in offence. But I just think the Cardinals might be able to steam enough up and, yeah, just edge them. This says, like, so I've got the Cardinals probably coming bottom, like, definitely coming bottom of the NFC West. And I probably have them winning the AFC South, which is just one of those things. But, yeah. <laughs> That's more of a reflection on how good one division is compared to the other, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That'll tell us. Could I know it's only week one, but we might learn a lot about both of those teams. Um, I think you're right. It's definitely another over as well, I think, mm. in uh, responsible accumulators. <laughs> When I made some notes on this next one, I kind of just laughed because I felt like I was repeating what we said every time the Chiefs featured on these prediction slates last season. Chiefs against the Browns. James? Yeah, I mean, we we always said the rule is you don't go against the Chiefs and it's the regular season especially. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, the thing is, this this is another great game. I mean, can you imagine like, the way the Browns have gone? They've signed more players. They've got more depth. They couldn't be any closer to being ready to have a serious run at a Super Bowl. But it's only year two of, what's your former head coach, Andy? Stefanski. Yeah, Stefanski, not head coach, offensive coordinator. So, I, and I think he's done a great job. But now he's going to have to deal with the expectation of doing that again, if not improving. And I feel like, I think they could do something similar again. I just don't know if they're going to improve. And I think the Chiefs, you can't, the Chiefs are there. They're ready. You know what they're going to give you. I think the Browns are very close to it. But I just think, I can't go against the Chiefs on this one. It's going to be a great game to watch, though. Chiefs, then? Yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. Um, we no no one big the Browns up more than me, really. Certainly in the off season, I think if I if I was one of these people who had multiple teams or more than more than one team to support, like other people, the Browns would would be right in there with a shout. Uh, now that they're not crap anymore. Um, but the Chiefs are like, they've not, they've added well. They, they did a, you know, they did a nice job in the draft, really. And it's that whole wounded animal thing, isn't it? You you gave them a spanking and they're going to come out, they're going to come out fast. So you don't bet against them in uh, regular season. You're certainly not in week one until you work out what's going on. Do you, Dave? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Chiefs is right. <laughs> yeah. another, another one where I'll take the over I think this did also be very high scoring a mm. um, bit of a shootout and I do think the Browns will be good I think they'll make the playoffs I'm not sure if they'll win the division or wild cards doesn't really matter um, but uh, Chiefs yeah I agree fits the offensive line possibly slightly weaker in the weapons but doesn't really matter when you've got Mahomes um, yeah all in on the Chiefs that's fine top man like we could have finished with any other game. <laughs> Finish with a nice easy one. It is the Dolphins against the Patriots. <laughs> and James, over to you. I'm going to be very respectful to my favourite mm. Dolphins. Um, can I just say, before we start all this, I am a believer in Tua. I think, I, I think we kind of 
Well, I certainly was last year. I think we all kind of were. It was just more we hated the fact they got rid of Fitzpatrick. Um, but for me, you guys played them the first game last year, Tammy. Is that true? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to approach this the opposite to how I approached it last year because I wanted the Dolphins to win that so badly. And I believe they could have done it, and it was terrible. Different places this year, right. totally different. But um, I feel like it's Bill Belichick, and I feel like the Dolphins. I don't know how I feel about the Dolphins. This is the problem. Like you keep, you get players, you sign them, and then get rid of them. And in some ways, it's good in the sense that you're not hanging on to players, and you know, not you know, waiting three years for them to still be terrible. But Sometimes you've got good players or players that have done okay and then they've gone the next year. And I'm just confused if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But also last year you did have a lot of... I felt like you overachieved. You had a lot of turnovers. And I just think you're not going to be able to keep replicating that. Now, I think two are steps up and I do think the team plays a little bit better as a whole. But I just think week one, Bill Belichick, I just I can't see it happening. I just think Bill Belichick, he'll be a grind. He'll be one of those. He controls the pace. He does what he wants and he just nicks it by three points. It doesn't mean I feel like you're not better than the Patriots or anything like that but I just think the Patriots get the job done week one and Matt Jones has a good solid game well then I think first of all Dave don't think you can come on this podcast and we're just going to start all tipping the Dolphins up because it's not how it works as as charming a man as you are um (laughs) I think that come season's end, the Dolphins will be a very, very good team. But something of all the games we looked at on this slate, this one stood out the most to me as just a one that I can see the Pats winning. And very much similar to what James said, a very, very close game, probably a dull game. But something tells me they're going to edge it. Something about that decision. I know Cam was crap last year. But they disposed of him, and they've they've got into bed with Mac, and they seem to be really kind of happy with where they are, where, where they are with that. They've got some pieces coming back. Their defense is always competitive. I just think they, like James said, grind it out, close win. Sorry, but, but you will be a very good team down the line. Hope so. Um, and I will obviously be taking the Dolphins here. Mm. Um, so potentially controversially for for week one point of view I was happy the Patriots went with Matt Jones over Cam the reason we lost week one last year was Cam like probably our, even though our defence is our strong point overall our weakness within that is the run game especially like around the outside which is what Cam does um, if you looked at how we treated Justin Herbert last year I had a quick look when it was announced it was something like his fourth or fifth game the game either side of us, he had a pass rating of like 110 plus, and against us it was like 70. We just absolutely destroyed him. Um, it's a rookie quarterback's first match. I know it's um, obviously for Belichick, but he's not had a rookie quarterback ever play for him. Is that right? Because was Brady his second year, or did Brady come in yeah. his first year? Yeah, it was his second year, I believe. Ooh. So you're right. Yeah, so it's not like Brady knows, um, Belichick knows exactly what to do in this situation. Obviously, he's still a great coach, but. Um, yeah, so I honestly think we'll beat them. I think we'll finish above them in the division. I do think Matt Jones should well be the right person for them going forward, and they might win more games overall this season with him than starting with Cam and going to Matt at some point. Um, but I was happy they announced Matt. They've got no Stefan Gilmore. 
we beat them in the second game we played them last season when Tua started. And I don't think possibly none of the receivers he had that match will make our team this week because we've got all our fit starters back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm biased, but I'm, I'm relatively confident, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm excited. Right. There's there's no way we would have allowed you to go any other way than that. It's, you don't, to be fair, you've just offered a very reasonable and very structured reason as to why you'll win. We don't even ask people to do that. I don't do that when Vikings are involved. I just say <laughs> Vikings win. Yeah. Um, which is largely wrong. Um, so, obviously, you feel confident about that game. Overall, what do you think the season holds for them? Where can they get to? Yeah, I'm pretty confident overall. We were, um, we were fairly unlucky not to make the playoffs last year. So we went 10-6, and six, um, which had us eighth in the AFC. Two teams in the NFC with worse records got in the playoffs on their side, Washington and Chicago. Um, so that was a bit of a shame. Um, as James said, like I don't, I think our defense was pretty much as good as it like, could be. I think it was 29 in um, turnovers, which was the most in the league last year. And it's unlike, like we'll still be good, but it's unlikely to repeat that. That's just kind of one of those things where a lot went our way. Um, but I think our increase in offense will offset that with Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller, um, and obviously two are taking the step up. Like he went six and three last year. Um, He's had a full off season. He's supposedly looking better. I know everyone's looking better at this time of year, but I do believe we'll take a jump. Um, so yeah, I don't think, as I say, I've still got bills for bills for the division, but I think we'll make the playoffs probably eleven, maybe eleven and six, twelve and five, something like that. Um, and Patriots probably just behind us this year, and then who knows going forwards. Mm. There's one player I wanted to ask you about. You mentioned there, Will Fuller. Just what's the situation there? When can he play? When's he available? He's back week two, so he's only suspended for the Pats match, um, which is a shame. But it's offset by them not having Gilmore at least, so that's mm. not too bad. Um, but yeah, he's back. He's back with us from week two onwards, so that's fine. Also, and we've also got Albert, who sat out last year, so he's back mm. for week one. More importantly, for my fantasy team, I've got a lot. <laughs> I've got a lot of Devonte Parker, and I, I know that he keeps popping up as if he's not playing. So what's going on with him? Don't we all? We're not we're not sure to be honest. Flores is very secretive about injuries. Like unless someone's out for the season, he will say they're day to day. Um but I think they're just protecting him. He's been out in training recently, sometimes red shirted, sometimes not. As far as I know, he'll be a full participant week one. Okay. But there is a little bit of mystery around it. But I think I think he'll be good today. And we know Fuller, um, what was first match. I think he should get a firm amount of targets. It is quite exciting. If Parker ends up being that he's not great. I don't. He's a bit. You know, he's a solid receiver. And if you can get Waddle yeah. going, and then Will Fuller as well. Like if they all stay fit and healthy, then Tua has got. I mean, Tua's got no no worries at all. And at the same time, he also hasn't got. He can't blame anything. So I'm really excited to see it. I generally am quite excited for the Dolphins because we said last year as it was going on, it felt like you probably won two games more than you should have done. Just in the way it felt like you needed some go. I'm not saying you didn't deserve it because it's hard to say that, but just the way it all kind of went, like you say, a few things went your way. But it feels like you you could see where he was going with it. And in the most part, I'm still buying in that this year, another year's experience, you win 10 or 11 games, probably nick the playoffs, get in the playoffs back door, whatever. And then maybe not Super Bowl this year, but it's going in the right direction. And I generally am quite excited to see that, to be fair. Yeah, I still think we're on the way up. You say two has got nothing to worry about because of his weapons. Definitely has to worry about the O line. So he does 
it does have it does have some worries, unfortunately. Exactly. But a lot of them are rookies from last year, so there is at least hope, if not belief, that they will step up this year. And we've got the rookie Liam Eichenberg. Um, he probably won't play week one. I'm not sure if he'll be ready either. Apparently, it's got a slight injury just generally. Um, so I think that could be an issue. But two is surprisingly, he's not like particularly fast. He's not like Lamar, but he's, he's really good in the pocket and he can just get a couple of steps out of pressure and get his throw away. Um, so yeah, and I think also we've not mentioned probably the best part about us overall is Flores got complete like trust in him as a coach. I think he'll get. Yeah. I think he's a proper coach. I think he gets the yeah. best out of his players and he makes them the best players they can be. Um, I agree with what you said earlier. We've made a couple of surprising roster moves in terms of cutting people, um, which haven't been bad enough yet for us to question him, but they've definitely raised a few eyebrows. I think Paul Van Noy was a surprise at the beginning. And just in the last couple of weeks, um, Bernardo McKinney, who we traded for from the Texans, who's been a high bowler before. And that's a, that's probably the weakest part of our defence, like central linebacker. So, yeah, a little bit weird, raised a few eyebrows, but he's not done enough wrong or hardly anything wants for us to question him properly yet um so then i think i think we could well make playoffs and he could be a coach of the year candidate i think also i do think he was coach of the year last year until the last week because we lost last week round one and then got into the playoffs if you finish at week 16 i reckon he probably edges out defensively but again that might be slightly biased for you but he was certainly in the mix no i think you're probably right actually that's probably a fair shout i know andy loves stefanski and you know he's trying to dyed his hair the same way and all the rest of it but and, he, and basically he's going to turn into a, a Browns fan are you taking that role over Andy are you going to end up taking like 10 teams on no 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 not at all one day he will come back mark my words when Zimmer finally goes Stefanski's coming why back. would he I don't know <laughs> why would you go backwards just let me have it um I just think he's great he's a dream board as I often as I often tell my wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad this is audio because I'm nodding along then. <laughs> no, the Dolphins. We we did we did. They became a bit of a, a running joke last year. Only on this pod, they're not a joke. I don't mean they're a joke. Or <laughs> anybody shoots me, um, we'll pick somebody else to do that with. It's fine. So they they're, they're starting from scratch with us, and I am far too invested in Tua from a fantasy point of view now for it to be any other way. He fell to me all over the place. There's a reason for that, Andy. He does fall a bit. He's quite, generally quite good value. He's not. I think he's going to be one of the people that might be slightly better in real life than he is in fantasy. And there are some people that might be the other way around, like proper gunslingers. Um, but I think you can get good value either as like your deep QB2 and super flex or something like that. Um, but yeah. Mike DeCity's in a contract year as well. I think he could have a big year. I like DeCity. Yeah. yeah that's a good point it. as well. Like, I'm not being funny, but fantasy gets lost in actually the real game. Like You can exactly. be an average fantasy player, but still a really good football player. And ultimately, it's, that's the most important thing. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. clears throat> very good. Very good, gentlemen. Um, anything else on those games or any other games you want to, from that slate you want to touch on before we move to the final couple of pieces? I know we've said a few I've said a few matches take the over. Mm. Dolphins Pats take the under. Whatever it is, I think yeah. we'll win, but take the under. Fourteen yeah. ten, something like that. I do not see it being a high scoring match. I hope I'm one. I'd happily be one, but obviously I'll take a low scoring win over anything else. But yeah, I'll take the under in that one. 
Yeah, definitely. If you had to lean one way, it's got underwritten all over it, isn't it? It's quite a low score, mind you. It's 43 and a half. But yeah, I can see it still happening. Um, the only thing I was going to say, uh, bar one fixture, I would say this is possibly, their the balance is quite good. You know, mm. you've got a couple of bad teams playing a couple of bad, like they're playing bad teams or the good teams are playing the good teams. Like there is no spread bar the Bucks that is over or like the gap is seven and a half percent. Seven and a half points is the most. And I think I know it's hard to tell in week one, but so many matchups are really like you're just looking at them going, it's hard to really be confident with any of them. Which just makes it really exciting for week one because you just don't know what you're looking at anyway. And the fact that they're just so tightly matched, it's going to be good. So <clears throat> when when you say good teams are playing good teams and bad teams are playing bad teams, uh, Vikings against the Bengals are in the good good teams against good teams. Well, if there was one that's average against average, that'd be it. <laughs> how how very day I'm no, actually go- I'm going that's generous to the Bengals <laughs> I'm, I'm away this weekend I'm on a stag do in Edinburgh and I come back on Sunday afternoon and I'm jumping on uh, uh, Bengals virtual tailgate oh uh, with, with Pete uh, who was on our show way back when when we previewed that division a uh, really good guy, big Bengals fan. Uh, he runs the, he's part of the Who Day UK group, and he asked me to jump on on Sunday afternoon. So I told him I don't know what kind of state I'll be in. Thankfully, he only wants me for about 15, 20 minutes. Um, so <laughs> content not to be missed, I'm sure. You're, you're not making that. Mate. <laughs> oh, I'll be going in full. You know, we're winning this by a, at a canter. And then I'll turn my phone off. So, <laughs> that's those games wrapped up. I've got a couple of more things to touch on. Uh, we we said a couple of weeks ago that uh, we're partnering up with Iggy, who's a big friend of the show. And every week he's going to drop in with his bets of the week. And unfortunately, he, he has given me something. He's away this week. He's actually on, on vacation visiting family. So, he's had problems with... Uh, signal and connectivity and stuff but he has still come through to give me his bets to pass on to you good people so his props for this week are and he said either do these separate or bang them together he's taking Carolina on the money line to beat the Jets and Houston Texans to cover the spread against the Jaguars there is bets for this week Uh, putting the house on them are they are they, is it three or four point favourites, I think, in that one? I think Houston are three point. They were f- plus three. Yeah, the spread is I plus three. Just, yeah. I just think Texans charge, I just think it's a minefield. I just, I've absolutely no idea. Obviously, I have no idea what's happening in any of them. But that one, I know I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> the other ones, I think. I, actually I, I agree. I feel like Iggy's yeah. shows, for me, like, just look at them, Iggy's shows the two, two of the games that I honestly would not know what to do but Iggy's so good and generally wins more than he loses I mean once again you've got to make your own advice it's just Iggy's yeah. advice it's you know you've got to make your own decisions on this but I mean I'm now going to put a couple of quid on it just because I trust Iggy and everyone keeps telling me how much he keeps winning but um <laughs> if I was to look at those two games I honestly I don't feel confident with the Texans they're going to go with Tyra Taylor let's hope there's no doctors involved um and it's just I mean it's just unknown isn't it? I mean the Jaguars haven't looked good the Texans haven't looked good but, you know, he could be right. So, listen to Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will be. Um, Iggy's going to be dropping him with um, 
some voice notes hopefully every week so you can hear from the man in person um i hope he's having a very nice vacation he deserves it and yeah as always we've said before and we will say every week now we're doing this feature you know gamble responsibly make sure you you you're betting smart and only bet what you can afford but i'll be jumping on those bets and iggy <laughs> i will be coming for you if they don't come in bear that in mind so anything else you want to talk about nfl before i drop this food related bombshell come on. drop your filth come on well interesting it. interesting choice of word james so this goes back to a conversation i was having at work a couple of days ago, forget when it was, and we always talk about what we've eaten at the weekend, takeaways, anything like that. And I was saying that I'd had like a really tough day looking after the little one. He wasn't very well, and he, he kind of went down for his nap. And I was like, yes, yes, two hours of peace. I'm gonna have a bacon sandwich. So frying my bacon away and it was like jesus there's a lot of water in this bacon it was it was boiling rather than frying um so eventually it cooked and i had it and then when i went back i went back to the kitchen to clean everything up the fat that had come off the bacon had turned you know when it just turns into that white solid mass in the pan yeah jesus that's gross so danny who i work with You've heard me talk about him, Broncos fan. He'll be on the show in a few weeks. He's piped up and he said to me, his dad spreads that on bread and eats it. <laughs> and he, he, cause he said it's just dripping, as we call it here. Danny's a Yorkshireman as well. He's from Barnsley. It's dripping. And that is, if you Google it, it is called a mucky fat sandwich. <laughs> I'm not having it. Not at all. I'm not having that at all, not a chance. I knew where you was going with that the moment you said about the white bit in the pan. No, no, disgusting. I mean, th- th- no disrespect, but down south, we don't get any white fat. <laughs> it's just, there's not, there's nothing. It's just perfectly burnt and, I, and then goes straight into the sandwich. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> so I, I, I did spend far too much time researching this when I should have been working, but... This is quite a common thing in certainly in Yorkshire and previous generations that they will that is a, a, a sandwich filling effectively. Well, I'm not being funny, but I find it weird. Like the whole dripping thing. Obviously, mm. like I remember as a kid, my mum always did it on the roast potatoes. She'd always put on the full on lard and yeah. and the dripping and everything, and burnt your hands if you got anywhere near it. And I like obviously I don't cook like that. I generally use olive oil, like oil and and even though that's not great, it's nothing like that. So. It was just the old times, wasn't it? It, was, it wasn't worried about your health. It was just whatever tasted nice. So I get it. But, yeah, it just sounds – I can't imagine that's nice, especially if you don't get to that sandwich within, like, a minute or two. That is just disgusting. <laughs> Congealed fat with a yeah. bit of bacon. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's just fully the white product spread on your, on your bread. And, I mean, how, you know, what is the damage that one of those would do to you? I, I dread to think. Oh, not if it's not safe to put the fat like down your plug and into the drain, <laughs> it cannot be safe to put it like, into your bed. <laughs> yeah. So Danny, hopefully he's listened. Hope he listens. Anyway, he sits next to me at work. Imagine if he doesn't. 
I'll be honest, Andy, all your all your food related questions comes on. I was having a chat at work. Mm. Do you ever do anything there? No. Poor NHS. It's on its knees. <laughs> no. I'm leaving soon as well. So No wonder. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be fine without me. But there you go. I do, so, yeah, I do actually have a question. Uh, I'm only going to say it because it's not a very good question, but I just, I'm curious. So it's mm. food related. Is it okay to have two slices of bread with butter? We have a spag bowl, first of all. But second of all, putting the spag bowl in the two slices of bread and butter to make it a spag bowl sandwich. And it's a bit weird, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what I choose to do, but it's not putting fat on bread. So, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I I think so. Because you've got the the dipping, you know, you can dip that bread and you're going to get a nice saucy covering. Um, and there's a bit of meat to go in there as well, so that's okay. That's okay. I mean, you can probably tell this is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't asking for a friend, were you? No, definitely not. So have you ever, another... you ever had garlic? I'll have to blow your mind if not. Garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> what, with spag bow in the middle of it? Oh no, just 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 with pasta. Like if you just think <laughs> normal bread's nice, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> I had that as well, Cammy, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. okay. What about those two slices of bread with pizza in the middle? Oh, what? No. What? No. No, that's just unnecessary, isn't it? No, I've done that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, I was ha- if I was half Italian, I'm pretty sure I'd be murdered by the mob by now. Yeah. <laughs> James loves his carbs. I mean, I like my carbs, but James is taking it to a whole new level. Wow. Definitely. Well, there you go. Episode, we call it episode one of this season in the bag. And good. I've got nothing else for you, gentlemen. Have you got anything you want to add before we go? Ah, just thanks to Cammy for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. Enjoy that. Absolutely, Dave. Pleasure. Um, if people want to chuck you a follow, where can they find you? Mm, on Twitter. Hmm. I can't remember what my name is. I think I'm just at Dave Canfield. I can't actually remember. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for my shameless play. Um, we'll t- we'll tag you. Canfield. We'll tag you in there. But do, yeah, do follow him. Do follow him because he's full of good stuff. And he likes great beer as well. So follow him for that reason alone. <laughs> and I'll just confirm it is at Dave Canfield for you. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's right, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Love it. Can't wait for the first week to get underway. So enjoy it wherever you're watching and we will speak soon, no doubt. Yeah, stay safe. Peace out. Cheers, fellas. Speak soon. Bye-bye.